0: All right. good morning everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. Des Moines Sports Station is 1460 KXNO on the AM dial and 106.3 on the FM dial. It's Miller and Condon. We're with you until noon. We appreciate you spending uh, some of that period of time with us as we talk sports with you on the BMW of Des Moines guest list uh, here today for the, I was going to say final time, but it's a Ryder Cup year, so Matt Rudy will indeed join us one more time. Uh, But Matt Rudy is going to join us to recap the final major of the year. Yes, indeed. Boy, in a blink of an eye, the majors have come and gone. I I like the way they put it on the schedule. There's no sense putting this thing in August. I thought the PGA got... uh... I uh, kind of overlooked a little bit with everything else that was going on, but the majors are over. Colin Morikawa, an unbelievable display. Matt Rudy will help Trent and I uh, with the British Open, the Open Championship, I apologize, coming up here at 10.30. Matt Rudy, CBS Sports. Matt Snyder, CBS Sports. We've got a couple of mats. Just realize it's the day of Mats. It is the day of Mats here on Miller and Condon. We go from Matt Rudy to Matt Snyder, who will kick off our number two dot uh, CBSSports.com. He covers Major League Baseball. We will recap the week and look ahead. Uh, what potentially could be a sad week uh, for Cubs fans is seemingly any day now. Some of the names are going to be start uh to be um well heading out of town uh so Matt Snyder at 1105 and then we will Scott uh, we'll talk to Scott Dockerman from the Athletic this is Big 10 Media Day week that happens on Thursday and Friday in Indianapolis uh the Hawks are in the spotlight on Friday we hope Uh, To carry Kirk Ferentz's press conference live. We were able to facilitate that with Matt Campbell at Dallas last week. Kirk Ferentz scheduled to be live during our show on Friday. So we, although we won't be here, we will um, leave it in the very capable hands of Andrew Downs, who will be sitting there. Yes, I would assume so. Good. Well, whoever's sitting in that chair, hopefully they'll be able to bring Kirk Ferentz to you on Friday. I'd like to hear it as well. Love to be there, but we are headed west to Las Vegas. More about that as the week (laughs) unfolds. Oh, I'm so excited! Yeah, me too, Trent. I'm looking forward to it as well. Got some business to do. Got some fun on the horizon. Got some early days. Yes,
1: (laughs) it's gonna change things around a little bit. I'll say. How to knock things out? I'm still kind of waiting on my basketball schedule that I'll be out there working on. So. It's going to be a different kind of trip to Vegas, there's no doubt. I don't see myself sloshing around and running into Bismarcky, who passed away over the weekend. One of my favorite rappers, who I saw one weekend at least, I don't know, four or five times.
0: In, in Las Vegas? Just
1: in Vegas. He's just milling around. The first time was at, I want to say it was 5.30, maybe 6 a.m. <laughs> and I get back to my room, I'm like, was that really Bismarcky? Nah, there's no way. Of course, told the story when everybody gets up and running around. That night, we all, our group of 10, see Bismarck came like, yeah, I was right. So where were you hanging out at? He was at the Flamingo. Was he? You know, I, I love like the, I Flamingo. Did the Flamingo. I do too. I'm a big fan of the Flamingo. I spent a lot of time at that pool.
0: Yeah, I spent a lot of time at that property. It's um, It was our go-to place uh, when we first started going out there. Anyways, we will be out there this week. We'll be on the air live at the South Point on Thursday, adjacent to the Vistin Studios. On Friday, we'll be in the Vistin Studios, but the ones at Circa. Uh, can't wait to see that property. And that's where, if indeed there is a Game 7, mm-hmm. we'll be watching Game 7 of that's the NBA great. championship, which tips off at 6 o'clock Pacific time. It's the best time zone for sports, Trent, and I don't, I don't even think it's a debate. Except for the tournament that we just finished up, right?
1: Okay, true. That would be the one, that because would be I the actually one. had the thought this morning about that. If we happen to be there this past week as opposed yeah. to coming up this week, because you're right. And being out there, and the first couple of times, too, it really strikes you. Holy crap, it's
0: 4 o'clock? There's games going on. At 9 a.m., they're kicking off in college football. Right. At 10 a.m., they're kicking off on Sunday. On Sunday night, it's 5.15, and here comes Sunday night football. Right. It's 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 the best.
1: It's a different way of viewing things. But for the British Open... Yeah, that would have been a different uh, story. Now you can stay up. You know, those first two nights, it's 10 o'clock. At,
0: yeah, 10.35. Right. You're watching golf at that point, but you're going to miss a lot.
1: Unless you're getting up real yeah, local early, local
0: news is uh, it just comes to an end. You flip on the golf channel, and they're putting a tee in the ground uh, to start the British uh, Open um, on Thursday.
1: So, I realize this tournament right now is the most difficult for me, and even to handicap. No, just getting into even getting into it because, because of, of the, the times, The names isn't that big of a deal. I can watch compelling, good golf, mm-hmm. even if I don't know the guys. There'll, there'll be times on a Sunday. Not a whole lot on, baseball-wise. A couple of young, no-namer guys fighting for the 3M championship that's happening this week. Yeah. I'll watch. Right. I'll watch if it's compelling and it's interesting, and I will. This, though, just the timing of it, It just it's more difficult, I realized, and I thought back, well, last time we got the Open, I only had one kid. That second kid. And they are full of energy at that time of day, right? Exactly. Just out of bed and ready to go. Throws a wrench into things. So Saturday morning, my wife was gone. She was at the gym working out. I'm with both kids and had it on in the background, but I didn't see anything. I I mean, I I just, it was there. I remember looking at it, but there wasn't anything that kind of pulled me in because of that. A lot of daddies. Yeah, Yeah, it's just one of those, it was the tournament this year that, but even before that, even Thursday and Friday, I didn't watch nearly as much as I have in the past. I don't know what it is, but this one just didn't grab me in the Mm. same way.
0: Boy, it certainly did me. I was into it. Morikawa was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. um, Spieth's last two holes on Saturday and two out of his first six holes on Sunday cost him the golf tournament. He had a couple of bogeys early and then got it going. And to finish his round, I mean, he missed a two-footer. On, on 18 uh, uh, on Saturday, cost him a stroke. But Morikawa was just a machine. John Rahm got it going on. Oosthuizen again just can't close the deal. Right. He just can't finish up. Make sure you're betting those top 10s and not yes, to win. Yes, indeed. Uh, Kepka was fantastic after a, a disappointing, I think, tournament for him, especially on uh, Saturday when he had an opportunity to keep, to make it close. Uh, he didn't, but, boy, he had it going on on Sunday. Open was good. Uh, basketball is where I want to start with you, though, uh-huh. because we are on the cusp of having the Milwaukee Bucks, no, not the not the favorite uh, Phoenix Suns, uh, hoisting this championship trophy. Trent, you know what? I've come full circle on this. I got a ticket on on um, on Phoenix, and of course, selfishly for that reason. But you know what? I'm really digging this Buck story. Mm-hmm. I really am. This honest guy. He's quite the, he's quite the human being. Oh
1: yeah, that's a big part of it right? too, right? The story, which we got to know. The guys won two MVPs, but even going back to last year, it just felt like he's never going to be a guy that is. The alpha, the mm-hmm. one on a championship team, mm-hmm. good team, sure. Yep. You want to win sixty games? Absolutely, he can be that guy. But to break down that door and get to this level, he's never going to be that. And what he has did, has done, as gimpy as he mm-hmm. probably is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're I've not extended seeing, his knee. Yeah, we're not talking about a hundred percent Giannis from the defensive plays to what he's developed into offensively. Yes, he's still not a great shooter. That's no. and I don't ever see him being a consistent. 42% three-point shooter or anything like that, but he can hit shots. Yeah. But most importantly, how his game continues to evolve and change. And but you I, see I'm, that. I'm
0: glad that his three-point attempts seemingly are down. Yes. Because I thought there were times that he you know, he's, he was settling.
1: And this is him learning. This is him understanding the game, understanding mm-hmm. his ability to get to the basket. And yes, if a guy is six feet off you, they're giving you that shot. Reason is because they know they can't stop you. Right. And that's really the reason for it. Yes, the improvements of a shooter's great, but even when they're doing that, no, still your best opportunity, your best chance is to go to the bucket. Trent,
0: his upper body strength I think is unmatched. Yeah. I mean when Dwight Howard came into the league Mm and he was built like that, I don't I don't think to the extent. But this but Giannis is he's he's unstoppable when he starts going to the hole. Um He's just so damn strong. That alley-oop at the end was one for oh. the H's. And you could see him pointing up like he wanted the ball in the air. And Drew Holiday, Trent, he's the difference in that basketball game on Saturday night. He was unbelievable. And I'm just talking about that one play where he stole the ball from Booker. That's back-to-back games. A, a Phoenix guard um, had an opportunity to tie a game or to go in front in one of the cases um, and had the ball taken away from him. And Holiday, when he took it away from Booker, and then goes down the floor and Giannis sprinting, I mean, in full flight, down the floor and points up, and Holiday put it perfectly, and uh, bang, bang, boom. All of a sudden, that that any hope that the Suns had of winning that, pulling out that basketball game, were dashed.
1: And there were people that said... Drew Holiday, no, that's not the guy. That's not the guy that you trade for. Well, we knew Eric Bledsoe was not the guy. We saw that guy in playoffs. Right. No, that that wasn't the dude. But a lot of people criticized the front office. Mm -hmm. That's not the one. That's not the one that's going to push you over the edge. And I think too many people just looked at what he is offensively, which is a fine point guard. Yep. Certainly on the plus side of Mm -hmm. halfway through. But he can have his nights, and he did Saturday. He has his nights, and he's always going to bring it defensively. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that a lot throughout this playoffs. Though he's not the elite top ten defender in the
0: league that he once was, still so probably top twenty five. He certainly was good. He, <laughs> he, he was. I mean, he had double double 13 mm-hmm. assists. Well, how many turnovers? I think he only had. Did he have one? Is that what it was? He wow. had two. He had two turnovers. Um, twenty seven points. Difference in the basketball game. He really was. I mean, Middleton was good too. He was. Uh, the bench really get Well, I shouldn't say that. Connaughton was good. He got a couple of big shots. No more than a couple of big shots. He was four for six from uh, from beyond the three-point line. He was great. Uh, Milwaukee's a five-point favorite to win this at home uh, tomorrow night in Milwaukee. That would be something. Man, I kind of hope they pull it off, Trent. Ticket or not, I hope they pull it off. I'm with you. I, I
1: think the scene... And we've mm-hmm. seen these scenes in Milwaukee and cutting in there. And they're just something about these old... "Quote unquote original teams," you know, not right. expansion groups, but yeah. they've been through it. Old people, sorry, you remember Lou cinder from the Milwaukee Bucks? You do.
0: What I remember is, and he and his teammates were at one of the games earlier in this series in Milwaukee. I think three, three or four had to be, um, but they were there. Uh, I don't know if they were. You know, obviously guests of the team, but right. I hope they're
1: there tomorrow. They had some decent teams in the 80s. They had Alvin Robertson. and
0: Yeah, you know, I don't remember them. they
1: run into the Celtics. Right. They'd, they'd go, they'd win 50 games, be 50 and 32 and be a four seed. Mm-hmm. And then they'd run into the Celtics or the Sixers. And it didn't matter how good because, and then ultimately, of course, the Bulls were there. Mm-hmm. And they were All never the able to get over the head. Yeah, And the Pistons in between. So they were never, they were good. They were fine. But then to see this, and for the people that have been there, that have saw it, In a city that hasn't had a whole lot of success. Remember, they used to have two Packer games a year. Mm -hmm. They don't get the Packers anymore. County Stadium. Yes. Right. Brewers, long time. Right. Long time
0: since we've seen them break through. At that kind of level, well, they had a big. They had a big weekend in Cincinnati, well, yes, but they uh, they, did. we're talking about a team that's on the cusp right. of a championship. Here's why I like Giannis. Trent. I like him for a number of reasons. A, off the floor, I saw a video of him with a little girl who's, who was uh, at, a, at a card showing. She brought some some of her schoolwork to give to him, and I mean that. that, that you know, I cry at commercials, right? That got to me, but more so the fact that this guy could have gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. and was rumored to be going to a major market, and he'll just be the latest in the long line, of uh, guys who get drafted and developed and start to put their franchise on the map, only when given that first opportunity to get the hell out of town, they take it. Well, he had that opportunity, and you know what? He stayed, and he wants to be a Milwaukee Buck, and there's something to be said for that in my mind. In
1: today's NBA, which... Super teams. We're all concerned that the NFL maybe is going to be morphing into this. Baseball. Now a with ways. a hard cap, they won't be. Right. To see this happen in this way, to see it built from the ground up, and to be, it's not Miami.
0: It's not L.A. <laughs> it's Milwaukee.
1: It's not in even, January right. and
0: February. It's not even Chicago. It's its nice in the summer. Yeah. It's the little city right. north of Chicago. And there's a lot of things. There's great restaurants, beer. <laughs> and I've had plenty of it there. Right? There's something to be said for Milwaukee, but not in
1: January and February. It's a small market team built the quote-unquote correct way. Uh-huh. A northern city. Mm-hmm. You know, that seems to only really matter, like college baseball. Eh, northern city, mm-hmm. it's going to be d- difficult. feels like it matters in the NBA. And as somebody that cheers for the T-Wolves, okay. right? Because, yes, it's not a destination. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to draft well, and you mm-hmm. have to get a little lucky. And then when you put your chips to the middle... Like they did with Drew Holiday, that has to work out too. I mean, you have to have a perfect confluence of events
0: for it to happen, but it can and, happen. And you know, would we'll go a long way. And, and I don't think Wisconsin is one of the states that you don't pay state income tax. Oh yeah, but look at the states you don't in Florida, mm-hmm. you don't in Texas. I mean, you don't in Nevada. There's um, Wisconsin. You need a reason, right? right? If this was a, if this was one of the states where you because that makes the money these guys are making that is huge. Got a
1: one Milwaukee Bucks story for you, which shows you also the fandom of this place. Was in Wisconsin for Madison for an Iowa-Wisconsin football game. So it was November. Mm -hmm. Friday night before the game, we're at the bar having a good time. And I think there's a live band playing where we are. And there's this cheering coming on from the corner. What is going on? Is the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks, it's November. It's game six. <laughs> they got 70, 75 more of these game six of the series. Right. Of a season. Uh, of. A, of an 82-game series. And as the game went on, this was not a good Milwaukee team either. This was not one anticipated. The whole place, not watching the band, mm-hmm. not hanging out. People watching the Bucks game. They hit a shot at the horn, and the bar went absolutely really? crazy. Except for the Milwaukee Bucks. I get it's their team. Yeah. And that in the kind second of Second week in November. Right. But that kind of connection is always said. And you see it. And you if you follow NBA Twitter, I've seen a lot of people talk about kind of the crazy fandom that is mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. It's great
0: to see it possibly. Well, do you off. know there's an Iowa. Uh, Michael Loss wrote about this. Did you see? The, so the guy that's responsible or his brainchild, what do they call the outside area where the, the deer something? Yeah. The yeah. deer corral. That's mm-hmm. not it. Um, where When when they cut to the shots outside and you've seen all those Milwaukee Buck fans, whatever that area is called, it's called Deer Something. Well, this is an Iowa guy that came up. The Deer District. The Deer District, thank you. An Iowa guy from the eastern part of the state is now a... You know, a big to do in the Bucks marketing department, and he came up with this with this this concept. This not the concept, because other teams, other you know mm-hmm. cities, franchises have done an outdoor event like that in the past. But he brought it to Milwaukee, and look at the success that it's had. Can you imagine what that place is going to be like tomorrow night? Yeah, I, I mean, all the people inside the building, there'll right. be three times as many people outside the building.
1: That's awesome. Those those kind of events, just seeing that and seeing, in fact, that guy. I believe the University of Iowa has reached out to him and talked to him about some ideas. I remember a story, I think, from Halas maybe a year or two back. Well, this was just written during these playoffs, the one I'm referencing. And I I read that, too, from Halas, which was really good and Mm -hmm. does a good job with those kind of stories. But makes sense, right? Because not everybody can get into the game. Not everybody can afford to get into the game. And it's something that kind of connects what we saw a lot, like Euro. Remember all those crowd shots I told you about? My experience there. yep, yep. That's kind of what it is. That's what fandom is outside of the elite elite that can actually get into the game. It's that community aspect. And, mm. and making it a community aspect, not just at a bar,
0: but making a huge event out of it. Great well done by Milwaukee. Oh, absolutely. They're selling a ton of beer out there, I'm assuming. The players are having, uh, or the, players, the fans are, are having a blast. All right, so for, also from yesterday, and I didn't watch a ton of it, um, USA Canada and CONCACAF soccer. Yeah. Where is that stadium? I mean, it's obviously in Kansas City, but it's not Arrowhead. It's not. It's a it's a soccer stadium only. It is. Yes. It was this just built when they got the what? Uh, what are they? a Sporting KC. Mm-hmm. It's on the Kansas side of the river. Okay.
1: So you know where the Speedway is? Have you ever been by that?
0: Uh, is there a casino out there? I think I have. Yes. yes. There, there's. A, yes, I've been there once. So this
1: is the area that it is. There's also a the field there. Is also set up for baseball. There's something over there. So we went to Kansas City about a month ago for my daughter's birthday, Mm -hmm. kind of a weekend trip type of thing, and we stayed right by that stadium. So got to see it driving by. Huge area out there. It feels, at least that area that we were staying in, kind of like a Jordan Creek, you know, West Bamboyne kind of area. On the outskirts. Yep. Bunch of new stuff out there. Mm -hmm. You know, all your... Big box store kind of places, that kind of thing, and then some restaurants and the like. So that's kind of what it felt like out there. But just drove by it, looked cool, and looked the environment right yesterday TV. was awesome.
0: It really was. Yeah. I mean, the fans were into it. They're on you. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're close. Because um, when I when I first turned it on, I thought oh, that's Arrowhead. Um, But then, you know, when they showed a crowd shot and they uh, zoomed out a little bit. No, that was was pretty good. Uh, The game, is. did you watch any of it? Uh, Didn't see the first goal again. Yeah, well, you tuned in too late. (laughs) Same thing. 30 seconds into the game.
1: No, I didn't even get to it to the second half. And at that point, it was...
0: Pretty boring. Yeah, I wasn't into it at all. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just wasn't. I watched the Cubs. Uh, I watched them all weekend. I watched, uh, what else did I see? The Astros and the White Sox. Big win for the White Sox. Yes. I mean, big series win for the White Sox. Uh, big series win for the Brewers. The Reds were closing the gap on them a little bit. Um, who else had a big series over the T- weekend? The Tigers. T- Trent, that is so embarrassing. That is just Coming out of the break. It just, I mean, come on. They just don't have any fight. They've they've waived the flag. and they should. They don't. they talking about the twins. Yeah. They don't have a they don't have a prayer of coming back. But my God, the Tigers, Tiger, they're looking up now at the Detroit Tigers in the standings. And the Tigers got off to just a hideous start. They were like
1: five and twenty or something asinine like that. Since then, I think I saw Hinch something over the weekend. They're doing a nice job there. Yeah, they're since like I don't know. April 25th. I can't remember the exact date. They have like the fourth best record in the American
0: League.
1: Mm. I would never would have guessed that in a million years. <laughs> because they got such a terrible start, and they've been yep. above 500 since then. Kind of makes sense. And how he's doing it, watching that roster over the weekend, it's not very good by any means, but they have fight. They have certainly the right guy running that organization. A.J. Hinch, I believe, was unfairly fired with everything else that was happening there. In yeah. Houston... He was the one that was—I don't know. To many people, considered the ringleader. I just don't. See I just—he just
0: looked the other way. He he sure. placated it, and that's he facilitated. True. It. He placated it. You know what I mean? Right. And <laughs> so I knew. I knew if Mike Mahon was listening, he'd send me. Hey, take it easy on my tigers. I wonder <laughs> if he's going to uh, to Tokyo. Oh, that's a good question. I wonder if he is. Um, that's this week,
1: by the way. It is. We get going and firing on that, which is going to be awesome to see also. But uh, my biggest takeaway baseball this weekend, how bad the umpiring was
0: again. <laughs> wasn't that? You, and, Jesus your, is you awful. and your umpires. Just terrible. It was. I'm not just talking about one game, I'm talking about whatever game. I like DeShay's in the booth. Yeah, I do too. But Rick Sutcliffe. He's not bad, is he? I really enjoy it. Yeah, him. I like him because Sutcliffe did games uh, Friday and Saturday, and DeShay's mm-hmm. was there yesterday. Sutcliffe's good. You know what? they it's as a three man booth. They're not bad. They've really grown on me. And, and yeah. you know what? Um, I told you. Yeah, you did. And back in April, and I, I just missed Lennon JD. Right? Mm-hmm. They were the, you know, they were the uh, the voices in your ears when you're watching the Cubs. And I was not. I was not there. This is a mistake. Better than Chris Myers. <laughs> I mean, Still
1: agree on that one.
0: Better, way better than Chris Myers. I like Beth Moan's doing games. I thought she was terrific in her stint. But um,
1: Saturday, I watched. A lot more of that game that I probably normally would have, mm-hmm. just because Sutcliffe was there. And I saw there was a couple things on Twitter, and he's talking about. Well, of course, every Cub fans know that. Well, he doesn't do every game, right? So his view is going to be different yeah. than somebody that's there every single day. And, and like Deshays, he wore the uniform, right? The connection to with him and Boog I thought was really good. Uh-huh. I thought, and I. I'm assuming I can't remember exactly, but they had to do games together at ESPN. Oh, sure, you. Absolutely. I mean, you think yes. of like those midweek games. How many times Book Sean be on yep. there? You get to the playoffs and all the ESPN mm-hmm. radio games that they did. For so, sure, I and you could tell. I thought right away. On I was just watching mostly Saturday that there really was a great connection there. Mm-hmm. You could just tell they were comfortable with each other. It wasn't. Forced. No, they got good
0: chemistry, and they've got good chemistry. It worked. Yeah, no, and I, I, I like the three of them. You know, two pitchers, and Boog kind of orchestrating and all. Mm-hmm. They, they, they've, um, they've really grown on me. That that's a good team. So the rabbit hole I fell in this weekend. And yeah, I wish I wouldn't, have, but I don't know how I'm going to get myself out of it now. No. Oh, <laughs> this sounds dangerous. <laughs> well, it's not dangerous. I've just kind of given up my horse racing habit. Okay. So the, they're back at Del Mar. It's mm-hmm. so like, for instance, last night. The last race went off at 9 o'clock our time. Okay. What the hell else are you going to do? You're going to bet, <laughs> right, if you're yeah, into yeah. it. I crushed them this oh, weekend. Yeah? And I was significantly in front going into said 9 o'clock race last night, and I had a major opinion. A major opinion on this last race, so I took all the money I, I was going for the kill. Oh no! And my horse never ran a step. Oh no! <laughs> Didn't get out of the chute. No, he did, but he was far back and well beaten the entire <laughs> way. Just like, oh my god! But it, but um, I don't know how I'm gonna. Because on Friday night it's the same thing. They uh-huh. start at six o'clock our time, and it's the best racing in the country. Um, yeah, I wish I wouldn't have. That last race got you well. It's yeah, and I was good. I was. I was what I was looking at was it was coming true. I was figuring out, deciphering the paramutual puzzle until it uh, really <laughs> mattered. Anyways, it matters right now. Speaking of money, hopefully this week is the week that KXNO gets on the board uh, in this $1,000 keyword giveaway. Because this radio station is due. WHO's had three or four I winners. I think it's four is now. It four? I think the bus has been shut out. Yeah. I don't think Kiss. I haven't seen a winner there. So all the winners are on HO. K- Let's track them down. X-O is due right now. It's time to win a thousand dollars. Time to go for the green. You can win that thousand dollars by texting the keyword "grand" to two hundred two hundred. That's grand to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Matt, Rudy will help Trent and I with the British Open. The Open Championship is in the books. Morikawa uh, is your champion, the champion golfer of the year. He will head uh, directly uh, from Sandwich, England. Boy, some of the beauty shots, too, mm-hmm. of that place. And some of the old pubs. Oh, yes. Dating absolutely. back into the 1500s. You know, and I got my iPad. As soon as I hear it, I'm going right to Google and bringing it up. And just the history. Of, I would love to go there. Yes. I don't know if I want to golf. In fact, I know I don't. <laughs> but I'd just like to see some of those old architecture, those castles, those pubs and restaurants, the cliffs. Don't you feel like going to... I do. I would love to.
1: I mean, I even if I did something like that, definitely would want to time it up with the British to get over would there you? for that. And I also, I have Irish roots, mm-hmm. Condon's an Irish name, mm-hmm. so like to kind of hit them both, be yeah. that kind of trip.
0: No, I don't blame you a bit. Um Yeah, just spectacular. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, the keyword is grand. British Open recap with Matt Rudy from Golf Digest, Miller & Condon. Until noon, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106. Local sports. Now back to Miller & Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Condon, welcome back, 10.35 on a Monday. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com on MLB. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. They're coming up in hour number two, but right now our friend Matt Rudy from Golf Digest, he joins the program to recap the 149th Open Championship. Matt, Trent, and Ken, uh, thank you, as always, for coming on. I, I enjoyed the heck out of the, uh, the tournament. Uh, overall, just uh, your thoughts. Um, the scoring was kind of something we didn't see coming, especially the way the weather ended up. Low scores, did that Did that um, hurt the open in in your mind at all?
2: Oh, I don't think it hurt it. I think it manifested exactly what we talked about on your show and in, in the preview, which is when the, the golf course is set up correctly, you see some of everything. You see mistakes that lead to, you know, Painful bogeys and and you see players hitting good shots that are rewarded, and, you know, turn into birdies and 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 I think when you when players can do positive things and take control of the tournament as a as opposed to just avoiding mistakes and driving down the center of the driveway, it's what makes this tournament so great. It's what makes the Masters so great to watch. You know, you see players doing things to win. That's what Colin Morikawa did, and I don't think anyone would say that the player who played the best, the player who was the best last week, didn't win. And I think that's what that's what the tournament's designed for, for sure.
1: Second major now for Colin Morikawa. He won the PGA last season in the weird 2020 year. Getting that second one. I mean, we've seen plenty of guys and guys that never turned out to be much of anything ultimately win a major. Getting that second, what that does for Morikawa and just kind of how he's looked at as this young stud.
2: Well, I mean, two not only has he won two, he's won two and he's 24. I mean, the, the, the conversation we're having now about him is kind of the one we had about Jordan Speeth, You know, that was the, the last player that was in this, had this kind of a flavor. And they're saying a lot of the same things about him that they said about Speeth and that he seemed to show up on the PGA tour fully mature. And, and not only does he have the shots, he's, he's a calm player and he handles adversity on Saturday he played the first six holes two over and everybody who was a casual fan was saying, well, I mean, that guy's disappeared now. He's not going to, he's not going to be around. And he proceeded to play the next 30 holes bogey free and just blow everybody away. And, and I think that's the mark. It's, it's, it's knowing that a bogey isn't the end of the world and and being able to, to write yourself and not just throw entire rounds away because something goes wrong on a single hole. And, We've talked about it on your show. John Rahm figured that out, and he won the U.S. Open. And Colin Murakawa came to the tour fully formed with that. And I think that's such an important thing for a, for a champion.
0: You know, I, I saw a tweet that really resonated with me. As it's, it's much fun as the golf has been, we've had seven majors in a span of like 10 and a half months. The next major is 253 days away, which kind of just drives it home as Trent's point, the crazy 2020 uh, 2020 season. Matt, I want to talk about Jordan Spieth because he's got to be kicking himself, I think. Of everybody that played in this tournament, I know everybody's going to go back and find a couple of occurrences that they could have bettered their score. But the final two holes on Saturday, and then to start with, I think he, what, bogeyed two of his first four, first five, something like that, but his final two holes on Saturday and then early in his round yesterday cost him the Claret jug.
2: Uh, I think, yeah, you, you said it exactly right. Everybody loses shots here and there, and everybody misses short putts here and there, although it didn't seem like Marcano missed anything. <laughs> he didn't. Um, the, 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 but what Speed said that really resonated was that if he could, if he hadn't given away those two kind of cheapo bogeys on Saturday, he would have been in the final pairing. And, and I think mm. being in the final pairing, like you said, it lets you feel like you have more control over what's happening as opposed to trying to figure out what you need to do by looking at the scoreboard. And, and I think that was a much bigger factor. And then he had to play more aggressively than he might otherwise. And that translated certainly into some wonderful birdies and an eagle and things like that. But, you know, when, when you, when you have to push the accelerator all the time, it can lead to some of those mistakes you saw and it just shows that the that the tournament is a four-day chess match you know it's not just a drag race where you're trying to go out and and go as hard as you can and 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 i love the 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 british open because of that because because it forces you you, know, you look what bryson did you can't just bomb away and say well my drives didn't go in the fairway so i didn't win you've got to hit shots to the right tier you got to hit shots to the right places and uh and you've got to make decisions and it, and it measures your mind as well as your game and is and not the longest player, but but he, he was the smartest player and the most creative player and the most consistent player this week.
1: Bryson is Bryson and blaming the clubs and his ridiculous <laughs> five-degree driver that he has. And it was a driver's fault. The clapback, though, from Cobra, that was incredible yeah. to see that from a manufacturer. I think it shows everybody now, even the people that were on the fringes, saying, just what a pain in the butt this guy is. <laughs>
2: well, what it showed me is that this probably isn't the first kind of conversation yes, those folks right. have had with each other. Yeah. Maybe it's the first one that was public, but mm-hmm. this is probably a conversation that's happened before. And, and and I and I have to say, to a degree, I understand the frustration from Bryson's point of view. He is a he's a perfectionist and he's doing literally everything he can, transformed his body. He works, you know, twelve, fourteen hour days trying to get better and and he holds everyone else to that same standard. And I get that, especially because Part, you know, having that drive is part of what makes champions champions, that you know, they're not like you and I. On the other hand, you know, doing that behind closed doors and doing it at, in a press conference are two different things. And to me, if you were a Formula One driver, for example, I don't know that you'd come off the course and rip the people that put your car together, you know, make sure that the safety harnesses are connected because those people are are really important to what you have to do, and you want them on your side as opposed to, you know, working against you. So uh, I certainly think he, he learned a lesson in how to handle that.
0: Uh, Matt Rudy from Golf Digest is our guest. Yeah, and you know what you've said repeatedly, Matt? Uh, the the Kepka the Shambo, the rivalry, I think it's great for the game. Mm-hmm. I really do, because Brooks Kepka coming back, and he's going to drive into the weekend. and uh, <laughs> the, the
2: tweet that he sent uh, out, that was awesome. It's
0: just great. I think this is great for the game.
2: I think it is too. I think I think if you want to be current and you want people to be talking about your sport and you want people who are not my dad's age talking about your sport, I mean I don't think it it, it has to become a circus, but I do think that the edge and the interaction between the players and the and the different camps to root for and the, the fact that the players are so different. I mean to me that's the biggest thing. I'm I'm old enough to remember when the tour was all same-looking player in nope. pleated khakis and a polo shirt, and, <laughs> nope. and you couldn't tell one from the other. And, and and I think having different characters and having people that that swing have swings that look differently, and having you know players of different ethnic, ethnicities. I mean, geez, uh, this has been the most conservative, boring sport for a thousand years. Uh, you know, how about having some character and having some you know some some different people from different countries and different backgrounds and different approaches to root for? I think it's great.
1: No doubt about it. So we go from the top end down to the bottom end, and it was a rough one for Phil. 80 mm. on Thursday, comes back with the 72, finishes with one of the worst scores in the tournament. Are we going to look back at what we saw earlier this season? That was the bump. That was the last major. It just it, The story was incredible, but to expect it anymore, is it even worth it to even have those conversations going yeah. into major weeks?
2: What did Phil say the week after when when he he, he played bad in the week after the PGA? And he says, "Well, you know, I did win the PGA. Right. <laughs> and it's and it's easy it's easy yeah. to you know the, to see the, the hangover from the attention that comes with that, and you know the energy that it takes. I mean, Phil and I are pretty close to the same age, and I know that when I wake up after you know playing my my mediocre round of tennis or something, that they I don't have the physical energy that I did twenty years ago. So, even though he's in much better shape than me, um, I, I think. I mean, I would never say never we we said never about Tiger and he came yep. back and won and still won at fifty. I mean, I don't think I would say never because he's got such knowledge of a place like Augusta National, for example, that physically there isn't any reason why he couldn't hit the ball far enough to, to, to be around. But it showed what it does is it shows you how special the PGA was. You know, how, how amazing that accomplishment was because it isn't it isn't easy to win them under regular conditions. Ask Louis Usteizen. They're hard to win and you have a lot of good players chasing you. And it, it just, it shows you what an accomplishment it was.
0: So, well, uh, what, uh, let's talk about Tyson, who was unbelievable, all four majors, but just can't, you know, kick that door open. Got close. I never felt like yesterday that, that he was in control of, uh, of, of the tournament at any point. I know he was only had a, what, he was in front by one or two. I think one to start the round, but it never felt like this is going to be his tournament. Um, he's now what? There'll be 39, uh, when, when we get to Augusta next year. I don't, I mean, still, the the, window is still open, but what's it going to take for him, Matt?
2: Well, we started this conversation with why I like the Open Championship and why I like the Masters. And it's because you have to go and hit shots and make, you have to do things. You can't just avoid trouble. And that's really what happened to Ustazen. And it seems to be what happens to him on Sunday. He says, All right, I'm going to go out and I'm going to just, I'm going to try to avoid making mistakes. I'm going to do my thing and I'm going to make other people. Come get me, and I mean Tiger made a living doing that. But he also converted lots of birdies when he had opportunity. So, so you know, the the, the trying to avoid mistakes and just do your thing. I mean, I, I mean, I, I have a lot. I have a lot of sympathy because clearly he's a wonderful player. He's mm-hmm. won a major championship. He has a, a beautiful swing, and, and the the leaderboards that he, he's had. Coming after them it's not like they're a bunch of right. you know random journey people that that never won anything before. I mean, that, that's that's a, a factor too. And when when you have these wonderful players chasing you down, John Rahm at the U.S. Open, you know you got Murakawa and Jordan Spieth, and, you know, These are really good players who who have experience in this position, who aren't just going to fold. And it's really difficult. Majors are hard to win.
0: Mm, indeed they are.
1: Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. Matt, final thing for me, just looking at the calendar we uh, just mentioned in passing on Wednesday, of course we have the Olympics coming up, Minneapolis this week is the tournament. But looking forward to the playoffs, as the way it's been set up, I know they're always tinkering, mixing, and matching. Concludes again with the Tour Championship in Atlanta at East Lake Golf Club, which is always a really cool end of the season, I think, spot for it. And it works in the calendar right before the NFL season begins, but just the way that it's set up the playoffs. And is there anything to be excited about there once we get past Ryder the Cup? Olympics?
2: Well, yeah, I mean the Ryder Cup's a big one and, and the, the, the challenge always in an Olympic year is you, you, you run the best players into exhaustion because there's a, a six week stretch where there isn't a tournament you can take off. And I think what that risks, it risks deteriorating the product by the end of the year. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know when you watch the NBA and you know and you see the players that have played those back to backs and they've you know done done the road trips, the quality of play just can't sustain because your body just can't deal with the flying and especially this year and I think you know with the COVID regulations and the and the isolation and the different you know I think your ability to train, your ability to have a team with you, you know, you're you you know the per- the people who make your food and your and your trainer and the people that keep you physically on top, that is a hard, much harder thing to do this year. And I think you've seen that some older players have won because I think those more mature players like a Lucas Glover or Stuart Sink, they they know how to marshal their resources and, and and handle this kind of adversity better than some younger players. And and I think that's what makes what what, what we've seen in these majors so unique over the last year and a half is – is the mental challenges you've had to come, you've had to overcome in addition to just the hitting of the shots, you know, to win the tournament.
0: Uh, last thing for you with with sports uh, uh, wagering in so many states now, and so many people betting on golf. You know, burnt a lot of money this year was Justin Thomas. He wins the, he won the players, <laughs> and then he stunk. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been. Awful. Missed the cut in the PGA. Not top twenty in the Masters. He was fortieth in the U.S. Open, and he was nineteenth in the U.S. Open. Um, what happened to him?
2: <laughs> well, I think we talked on your show on Wednesday that when a guy changes putters the week before a major, it's or, not a good and, sign. When when you have a stretch of putting that he had, it pushes the pressure in your game back because all of a sudden you you know you're you're put way more on your iron play because you're like, okay, I got to get this closer to the hole because I'm not making anything. And then that puts pressure on your driving because if you're not in the fairway, you can't do what you need to do with your iron play. And and it and it, can, it shows you how those kinds of leaks can, can produce a flood. And and also I think it's instructive to look at what Jordan Spieth has done over the last couple of years and, and say, all right, I mean, there's players yeah. that kind of go mm-hmm. through a stretch where they have to figure some piece of it out again. And that's really the normal progression. You know, it's not normal what Tiger did, for example. Right. You know, it's not normal just to be you know constantly dominant. I think you need to go and figure some things out, and and I think he will.
0: Yeah, he's only twenty eight. We we forget that, but boy, it just he seemed poised to have a a terrific run through these majors uh, after he won the Players. That wasn't the case. Last thing for you, uh, Sparty. Uh, it's going to be a long year for your football team. I think they're picked last in the East. You have much hope for the uh, for Michigan State uh, in football this year, or is it already? We'll wait for basketball.
2: Well, I mean, I'm I'm optimistic. I think the the program's headed in the right direction, but I also have to feel pretty happy in the Big Ten, non-Michigan, non-Ohio State division. In the last decade, the Spartans have, have held their own. You know, yeah. I've gotten to watch a lot of cool bowl games, yep. important games at the end of the season. So. You know, it, our program is like your program, where you know you're not going to get consistent national championship attention. But if you can get a couple of those every ten years, where you can play an important game, I'm not going to complain. And
0: that is realistic, Matt Rudy. We'll talk to you before the uh, the Ryder Cup, which I believe is the last week in September. Thank you, as always, for doing this throughout the majors and uh, have a good uh, well couple of months. We'll talk to you before the Ryder Cup. Thank you, Matt Rudy. You- you bet. See you guys. Good to talk to you, Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. Uh, grateful to him. Over twenty years, we've been doing these that's things. That's awesome. He really is. He's a good guy. We'll take it. And he's a, he's a Spartan. We'll that's hold okay. That against him, right?
1: Yeah. They're going to be bad. You see uh, where Rocky Lombardi ended up?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't remember where did he. Northern, Northern I... Illinois. Pretty good Illinois landing spot. I that's think. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, that's that's a good place for him. And with one year left or two, Ooh, freebie.
1: Good. Probably the freebie. Probably got two. Yeah, you're
0: exactly right. Uh, It's 10.50. Miller and Condon. We will be speaking uh, to Matt Schneider to kick off our number two. And Scott Dockerman as well from The Athletic. We're back to wrap up our number one on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 106. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Final couple of minutes. Of the first hour of the week of the program here on 1460 in and 106.3 FM. Well, just because our show ends at just before noon, you've got some uh, work to do tonight. Mm-hmm. So where are we in the in substate? Where will you be tonight, and what's on the line?
1: So tonight it is the Class 4A substate semifinals. Played Friday night, the one seed played the six in each of the substates, Two versus five, three versus four. Mm-hmm. The top remaining seed, then... Gets a bye to Wednesday night's final. So the Ankenys, the Johnstons, they're all on byes this evening. So we're going to be down in Indianola. Des Moines Roosevelt, who held off Centennial in 10 innings, 3-2 to get the victory. They'll be heading down to take on Indianola. Two really good teams, really good records this year. The winner of that one will get the aforementioned Johnston Dragons
0: Wednesday night with a trip to state on the line. Nice. So loser goes home tonight, Mm -hmm. uh, as Centennial did on Friday night. Yep. You were at Valley, correct? I was at Valley.
1: Sioux City West uh, came in. In fact, Sioux City West, their starting pitcher, had a no-hitter into the fourth inning. But Valley put a couple up in the fourth Added on to that one, at 7 nothing, And then the Valley uh, fans were trying to get me to go with them as they're heading to Sioux City themselves to take on Sioux City East tonight. Nice. So that's not part of my road trip uh, plan.
0: Yeah,
1: And the only one that involves two local Central Iowa teams is this one tonight with Roosevelt and Indianola. 6.45 with the pregame show tonight, 7 o'clock first pitch, and a trip
0: to Johnston on the nice. line for the winner. Winner gets the Dragons. Uh, so the winner... I mean, the Dragons will be. You can't bet. I, was, yeah, I don't yeah. want to say favorite. I'm trying to find a way to.
1: No, they're the number one seed. Right, they're ranked right. number two. Yeah. They're... So
0: it'd be an upset if whoever wins this game tonight yes. wins again on Wednesday.
1: Did see some upsets also on Friday night, including Urbendale, who was ranked number eight, played for the title, won two titles the last uh, three years, mm-hmm. played really good baseball. They got beat by Cedar Falls. Cedar Falls, state tournament team last year, returned almost everybody, and they were 16 and 20. Hmm. Just wonder if there was something with that injuries you, or something. You wonder you guys about coming that, back? yeah. Obviously outside of our area, uh-huh. so didn't play real close attention. But they were a preseason top 10 team for me, and they didn't play it until the well, playoffs and come. And is done. Out just like that. So no repeat back to the state tournament, but going to be fun. And, of course, next week, also a quick look at the schedule, the 4A championship game, which will be played a week from next Saturday. That is a 2-30 first pitch in iowa city as opposed to the traditional seven thirty. so you, there
0: should be no conflict that'll keep you off the air here i wouldn't nope, think Nope. Right?
1: So be good to go we'll go have ahead. that championship game have the quarterfinals and semifinal games at least the night games on both thursday and friday so you got a lot of very, you got go. a
0: lot of windshield time in front of you yes i do a lot of thinking that's a good thing sometimes <laughs> indeed it is i got one coming up myself yeah you did Ten and a half a half hours <laughs> add all mine up and they're not gonna add up to what you have Oh, man. I, such a. <laughs> Anyways, our number two coming up Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Nowhere in Condon until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXO and 106.3 FM.